thank you for this time um, to be together, Lord. Thank you for a new year and a new season. I pray that you would um, just speak through your word, God, that our hearts would have uh, good soil, um, that your word would sprout up in us um, fruit in our lives, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so our key verse for today comes from Second um, Peter 1, 5 and 6. And it says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness. And as I was thinking about um, self-control a lot in preparation for today, um, I was reminded how, um, just how we were talking about just now, that marriage can be a mirror for us. Like, our, our spouse is the one that kind of is the mirror and reveals um, our own shortcomings that we didn't know we had, you know, um, when we were single. I think our kids can sometimes be little mirrors, too, because I thought I was a very... Um, pretty mellow, patient, you know, not often riled up or angry person, you know, um, until I had um, one kid and then two kid and then three kid. And it's like, oh, what comes out of my heart when I get squeezed is not pretty. <laughs> or as I've heard another analogy of like, if you have a cup of coffee and somebody bumps into you, what sloshes out? Not soda, right? Because it's a cup of coffee. So when I get sloshed by my four-year-old, two-year-old and six-month-old, what comes out if it's anger and rudeness and bitterness, that's what's in me, right? So they're, they're very much um, my little mirrors running around all day um, or crawling or soon to be crawling. Um, so as I was thinking about self-control, um, what does the Bible say about self-control? We usually hop in one passage of scripture and we sit there for 10 minutes, but today I'm going to have us bouncing around. So um, it'll be up on the screen. Um, First, I noticed that a lack of self-control in my life is sin and calling it for what it is. Because self-control is your ability to control your emotions or desires and to express them in your behavior. And so if I am choosing um, to let my emotions take the driver's seat, then I'm not in self-control mode. Um, so in 2 Timothy, it says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. So I just... That really jumped out at me because in the list of all these other things that we'd say, oh, I would never do that, there's that little phrase, without self-control. And then moving on, our point number two is self-control sets believers apart. There's this story in Acts um, when Paul was being sent around um, on trial at various places, and he was put in front of Felix. And Felix was known for being dishonest. He actually was... Um, had a third wife with him that was a, a Jew named Drusilla. And she was actually sitting with Felix during this time in Acts 24, um, where it says, And Paul reasoned about righteousness, about self-control, and the judgment to come. And Felix was afraid and answered, Go away now. When I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. And if you dig deeper into that story in chapter 24, um, I thought a commentary summarized it well. He said, that Paul spoke to Felix and Drusilla about righteousness that is ours in Christ. And then he told them about the need for Christian ethics or self-control. 
And I thought, wow, it's, it's central to who we are as believers to be able to control ourselves. It's, it's central to the Christian faith, so much so that that's, that's where Paul went when he was sharing about his faith with Felix. Um, and then point number three, uh, marriage is a safeguard for physical self-control. Because um, as believers, um, we're not at the mercy of our feelings and our whims and our desires, right? We know that word. Not only are we adults now, so we shouldn't act like the toddler that throws a fit in the store. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the power of God to be able to say, no, I may feel afraid, but I can choose, just like we studied early in the year, when I, um, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Like we can choose what we do with our emotions. Um, so it is in, in marriage, like they were talking about. Um, 1 Corinthians 7, 5 um, says, actually, I think my pages are out of order. Do not deprive, deprive one another except... Um, with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So there's that word again. Um, a lot of times we we think that our... Hold on, let me start over here. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we all know what this verse means and what it's talking about. But um, a phrase I heard, um, my husband reminds me of it a lot, is that... The devil wants to get as many unmarried people having sex as he can, and he wants to get as many married people not having sex. So that kind of phrase is kind of like, okay, yes, that is very true. And it points out in Scripture that the purpose was for prayer and fasting, and that it was for agreed-upon time. And so thinking of myself and our personal marriage, I don't think that we usually have an agreed-upon time limit, and it's usually not for prayer, why we're not, um, why we're not having unity So in that way. So anyways, I'll just keep going on. That's another example of our, of our reason to exhibit um, self-control. Number four is self-control is not trying harder. And that's hard for us firstborn type A like me. Um, I want the one, two, three step process of how to get control of myself so that I can be a better person. And that's not what God gives us in scripture. He says, him, you need me. So that, that story is in, um, or that uh, truth is in Galatians 5. Um, it's a big chunk, but when you see it in perspective, it really, it really hones it down to what this looks like in our day-to-day lives. Um, Galatians 5, starting in verse 16, says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you don't do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you will not walk under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit or the result of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So right there is our answer, is that if we are walking in the Spirit, we will not be walking in the flesh. And then, so that word that they use um, for walk actually means to make one's way or to have progress. So I think that's such a healthy picture for us, that we're not... 
Um, like Danny was saying, we're not going to get there in our marriages. Well, guess what? We don't get to get there in our spiritual walks either. It's a journey. It's a process. It's walking in the spirit. And so that's, that's a picture of like day to day. That's moment to moment. That's moment to moment progress. But um, if, if we're talking like that, I think sometimes we can say, well, how do I know if I'm in the spirit? And so Romans 8 answers that, um, where Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. For those who are in Christ do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. So there's our answer. If you're in Christ, if he is the Lord and Savior of your life, you are in the Spirit. And you can choose to walk with him in the day-to-day so that you can have the fruit of the Spirit being in you, which is self-control. Um, Another thing he points out later in Romans 8 is he says, um, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So those things that I'm setting my mind on, what are they? That's, that's always a challenge for me, and I think the, the new year has a way of making us maybe make some new goals, and those are healthy if they're achievable and if they're from the Lord. Um, they can, they can help us start fresh. And so I would just challenge you to, to think about, like, what are you setting your mind on in your day-to-day? And, and in those areas that you're wanting to grow in self-control, maybe, like for me, maybe it's um, not wanting to be an outburster, <laughs> to be able to take that moment and say, look, my four-year-old is pressing my buttons. That's because he's a genius and already knows where they are. But I can choose to not outburst in anger. I can choose to have self-control um, as a result of the spirit in me, not me um, trying harder. So lastly, number five is that self-control requires the long view. And what I mean by that is that fruit isn't overnight. And that kind of stinks sometimes because we want to just put the seed in water and the next day have the result. But this is an ongoing, just like it was talking about walking in the spirit. This is an ongoing process for us. This Um, abiding in him and becoming more like him um, takes time. So John 15 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so his his invitation to us is to abide in him and he'll begin to produce that fruit in our lives. I know growing up I heard um, a little song about the fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit is not a, you know, I won't get it stuck in your head. But that kind of jingle kind of makes us think that it's us like i'll just love i'll just have joy i'll just i'll do this i'll be gentle and we have to remember the truth about ourselves by looking in the mirror of our our relationships our spouse and our kids are good mirrors for us we are not when we get sloshed what comes out of us is usually is usually not god and so how does that change me it's realizing that um, the source of self-control for the Christian is God. He is really our source and, um, and turning to him and, and building that, that relationship with him and walking with him daily is where we're going to get that fruit. Um, I want to close real quickly just with a passage from Second um, Peter. Um, it says, But also for this reason, give all diligence and add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So we're not going to be unfruitful if we walk in that daily progression of life um, with him. And so um, as we close, I just want to take a second to read um, the message paraphrase over you. Um, So if you want to, um, just close your eyes and, and listen. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. This is the best invitation we have ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you, your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given, complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness and generous love, each dimension fitting into and developing the others. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet, and not a day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of your Master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you, oblivious that the old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So, friends, confirm God's invitation to you and His choice of you Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this and you'll have life on a firm footing, the streets paved, and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for that picture that self-control is alert discipline, God. That these qualities you can be building in us um, and that they can be active and growing in our lives as we grow in you, Lord. I just pray for this year, God, that you would... um, that you would change us this year, that you would make us more like you, that when when, um, 2020 is coming to a close, God, and it'll be here before we know it, because it just feels like every ride around the sun is faster and faster, Um, God, that we would just be more like you, and that we would be, um, be fruitful for you, Lord, and for your kingdom. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Thank you for friends, and thank you for children, and for babies, and for husbands, and just all the many ways that you care for us, Lord. And we ask that you would just bless this time of conversation. In Jesus' name, amen.